turn around and greet those around you in the name of Jesus.
Uh, if you could find your seats, we're going to continue with our service this morning. Uh, a couple of announcements. Um, <laughs> as we uh, move into our announcement part of the service, um, if you were touched last Sunday by the video uh, regarding International Tribal Ministry looking to pursue a plane, um, there is a link here where you can go and find out more about that, whether it's to um, give financially or just to pray. Um, man, if Christians, I, if we really believe in the power of prayer, then we should be praying for these things, amen? We should be really on our knees before God in heaven for things like this. Um, and last week, we actually brought up uh, the Wilhelmsons. I don't know if you remember the Wilhelmsons. They were on the screen um, behind me, and they are, uh, they had, we had two prayer requests. One was for the plane, and the second was for their son, Aaron, who had seemed to be struggling uh, with an illness. Well, they got news back from the doctor that they can return to Bolivia, uh, which is amazing. Uh, it really is an answer to prayer, but they're actually going to probably end up staying here a little longer to help with the purchase of this plane. Um, and it needs a lot of work done on it and stuff like that. So, But that's a huge answer to prayer because now they have the green light to return to the place where God has called them to. Um, so if you would join me in, in praising the Lord for that. Um, VBS, uh, July 25th to 29th, Sarah English is still looking for helpers. Um, we actually didn't have anyone come out last week. So if you are thinking, and I know there are some of you that are thinking about helping in VBS, please don't let the time pass. Come and talk to Sarah. If you don't have your clearances, we need to get them. <laughs> so please come and talk to Sarah. There's actually information out on the bulletin board, right, on the bulletin board out there. And now we're going to watch a short video. Uh, Go to the beach with Daddy. He likes to throw me up in the air. He's good at hugs and kisses. It was really fun going fishing with you, Dad. He sends videos that are funny. He kisses us before he goes to work. I think he's a good football player. My favorite number is Daddy's number nine. Daddy's catch the football. I wish I caught the football. My favorite football team is New York, New York Carolina. Oh, for three. My three-year-old turned against me, too. I thought he was loyal. In 20 years, I think I could beat my dad in football. Or maybe when I'm 18 or 16. I'm not going to let that happen. I love Daddy because he's funny, he tells jokes. <laughs> I'd rather go hang out with my dad than chill with anybody else. He's like my best friend. The way he takes care of us, his family, how he gives back to his community. When you look at him, you know he's a really good guy, that he has a really good heart. And I think that's why I love him most. For her to say that, that's like, that, 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 that means a lot to me. You know, it means that I'm doing something right, you know, as a parent. I love my dad because he's so nice to me. I love daddy because he loves me. Like I love him more than one time, like I can't pick a number that I love him. Daddy! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> What's up, boy? Love you, boy. Love you too, man. It's moments where you really find out the things that your kids appreciate about you and that maybe the things that you do with them and the things that are most important about. I think being a father helps you prioritize what's important, and your kids have a funny way of making sure you know what the important things are. Family is most important. You know, football come and go. Uh, family will last forever. I will never forget this Father's Day, believe me. I will never forget this one. Pops, I love you. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Daddy, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I love you, Daddy. Thanks for being my daddy. All right, so we want to uh, recognize all of the dads in the room this morning. So if you are a dad, we ask that you stand. Then I have a couple kids that are going to come up and help me hand out a small present for you. So if you're a father, would you please stand right where you are? All right, and I can have my volunteers. Come on up, guys. You don't have to ask. Come on up. Your candy bar. All right. Anybody who's standing, that means I get one too, right? That's <laughs> no, I don't get one. Keep going. I get all the leftovers. <laughs> and as they're handing these out, I'm going to continue on with the announcements. Um, War Room, we're going to have a movie on the wall this Saturday at 8.30. If you've never seen War Room or if you've already seen it, it's worth seeing it a second time. We ask that you come out this week. Enjoy a just fun Saturday evening watching War Room. Right, looks like they've almost got everybody here. Did they get you, Pete, in the sound booth? I got gotcha. you. All right, and we ask that you stand with us. We continue to worship the Lord this morning. You hear me when I call, you are my morning song. Though darkness fills the night, it cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield, though troubles linger still. And whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. strength is in your name for you alone can save you will deliver me 
yours is the victory. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. always by my side, and nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands, and I'm holding on to your promises. You are faithful, you are faithful, you are faithful. always by my side the one who reigns forever he is a friend of mine the god of angel armies is always by my side i know who goes before me i know who stands behind the god of angel armies is always by my side the one who forever. He is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The God of angel armies is always by my side. And I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love, the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're Good Father, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. And I've seen many searching for what we need before we say a word. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. 
again. You're a good, good father. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Amen. You may be seated. Now I'd like to ask, uh, we move into our prayer time this morning, if there's anything that you can think of that you would like to lift up to the Lord. Um, you know, we, first of all, I'd like to thank the Lord for the praise of uh, little baby Aaron, of course, with the Wilhelm sins that uh, they can return to Bolivia. That's, that's an amazing thing in and of itself, um, and that the Wilhelm sins want to go back. <laughs> um, oftentimes when you're going to a place where medical coverage is not the same as what it is somewhere else, it can be a very scary thing. Um, but we thank the Lord for them, for their service, and we thank the Lord for the healing of, of baby Aaron. Any other prayer requests this morning? Yes, Steve. If you weren't able to hear... Uh, Bordner's granddaughter, Abby's struggling with a cold, struggling with a cold right now. Any other prayer? Yes, Kim. Yes. Wow. Amen. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Amen. No need to apologize. No need to apologize. Yes, absolutely. Yes. No, Dave, nothing's been removed out of my brain, and I still forget people's names, so <laughs> you, don't <have> to <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Amen. Amen. Any other prayer requests or praises this morning? Don't want to miss anybody. All right, let's go before it. Yes, Sarah.
family continue to they continue to deal with the loss as well. It's loss is never an easy thing, never an easy thing. Um, Pastor Bob and, and his family are away this week, and pray that just have a, a great time away. Uh, they're able to enjoy. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you, and and God, first and foremost, we thank you, God, because you are awesome. Um, Father, there's no there's so many words we could use to describe you, God, but you are all in all awesome. Um, God, you care about us in ways that we will never truly understand. Your love for us is unfathomable for our minds, and, and God, we just thank you for that. We thank you for Calvary. We thank you for the cross. Father, we realize that our, our righteous deeds are, are like filthy rags. <laughs> but God, we thank you for that amazing love, the love that breaks down walls. God, we come before you uh, this morning, and, and we lift up the, the Etzwire f- family. Father, it's been such a long journey for them um, to this point. And, Lord, we pray for the peace that passes all understanding. Father, we ask that you give them that peace. Lord, we think of um, little Abby as she continues to wrestle through this cold. Uh, Father, we pray for healing in her life. The Bible says you are our healer. And, Father, we ask for healing in her life. Father, we come before you this morning to praise you for everything that you've done in Dave's life. Um, Father, we've been able to watch this journey, um, and it's just amazing to watch you continually provide for him. It's not, not been an easy journey, um, but, but it's been one that you have continually watched out for him, and, and you've taken care of him. God, we praise you for that. Lord, we praise you for baby Aaron, that the Wilhelmsons are able to return back to Bolivia. Father, we thank you for laying missions on their heart, Father, that they want to serve you. Lord, we ask this morning that everything that's said and done glorifies your holy and your precious name. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's Father's Day, uh, June 19th, and um, as I was praying over what the Lord would have me share this morning, um, I I came to the story of Abraham and Isaac. Um, I don't think it's one that's shared very often on Father's Day. Um, Perhaps one of the greatest demonstrations of faith in the whole Bible. Um, But this this next song, I believe, explains a lot of this story, and we'd like to sing it for you this morning.
God will continue to give you wisdom as you continue to lead and to love your families in a godly way. Godly way. God honors you. Um, I heard a, uh, a Father's Day card that was, it was titled, um, Things My Dad Would Never Say. Um, and it made me laugh because some of them were things that my dad would never say. One of them was, can you please turn up that music? My, my dad very rarely said that. Um, I love your tattoo. We should both get new ones. And uh, here, you take the remote. So, <laughs> um, But as we're thankful for you, we're thankful for all that you do. Uh, this weekend was, was Sarah and my anniversary, and we, we decided to just take a quick trip up to Niagara Falls. And on the way up, we were uh, listening to the radio. A story came on about uh, a dad and his son. And the story was that there were, uh, the dad and the son were out uh, fishing, much like, 
Andy and Opie. Um, <laughs> they were out fishing. Am I on? Is it on now? Is it on now? Uh, so I had it on the whole time, except for I turned it off when I got up here. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, it's one of those days. Amen. Uh, but they were fishing much like Andy and Opie. And uh, they're out there, and they're all day they're fishing, throwing their lines, and they caught nothing. And those of you that enjoy fishing, if you're out there all day and you catch nothing, it's, it's not a fun time. <laughs> the bugs are out, you're sweating, the, the sun is beating down on you. It's very rarely a good time. And, and this family had a tradition of writing in journals, and so the dad wrote in his journal, the son wrote in his. And years later, the dad opens his journal and comes across this day. It says, went fishing with my son, caught nothing, waste of a day. And somehow he came across his son's journal and was able to look at the same day. And his son's journal said, went fishing with dad, got to spend the whole day with dad, best day ever. So dads, I pray that you intentionally take time with your children. It doesn't matter if you catch fish. <laughs> Sometimes it's just being in the car together. But in Intentionally spending time with your children, it's something they will always remember. Today we're going to look at one of the greatest demonstrations of faith in all of history. Have you ever been asked to sacrifice something in your life? Do you sacrifice things? I think as parents, you, you sacrifice things on a regular basis, whether you realize it or not. Become a chauffeur and many other things. And part of the Christian life is making sacrifices for others. Mark 12, 30 and 31 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. To love your neighbor as yourself, that requires sacrifice, doesn't it? <laughs> to put somebody in front of you, it's not always an easy thing to do. Or it's not an easy thing to do. Part of the Christian life is sacrifice. A huge part of it. As, as a matter of fact, without the greatest sacrifice of all, there would be no Christian life. We also realize that sometimes being a Christian requires us to make sacrifices in our lives. Maybe you've been in a dating relationship before where the person that you were dating was leading you away from God, not towards God. I personally know someone that quit their job because they didn't feel like they could honestly do their job as a Christian because of what their job entailed. And it wasn't some secret bad job. It was, I, yeah, it was, but it, that's, that requires sacrifice. To look at this and say, <laughs> okay, Lord, you have something else for me? You have something else for me? I'm sure by the song that was sung, you were able to figure out that we were going to talk about Abraham and Isaac this morning. It was pretty, pretty straightforward. Please open your Bibles with me this morning to Genesis chapter 2. 22. Genesis chapter 22. I told you it's one of those days today. It's one of those days. Now, if you remember back six weeks ago, um, six weeks ago, we talked about uh, how there are no perfect people. And the first sermon was on Mother's Day, and it was about Sarah. Sarai or Sarah. And we looked at the life of Sarah and how she wasn't a perfect mother because nobody is perfect. Right? And, and we looked at the life of Sarah and how her life went about and how they, her and Abraham prayed and continually prayed for a son. And God 
took his time, because God does things in his time, right? Took his time in giving them a son, and they got tired of waiting on God. And they decided to take it into their own hands. Abraham slept with Hagar, Hagar bore Ishmael, and we still see the effects of that today. After Ishmael is born, there are visitors that come from heaven. They tell Abraham that Sarah will give birth to a child. And sure enough, she does. And they call him Isaac, which means laughter. And that's where we pick up the story in chapter 22. Now, Isaac is, there's no age given to where Isaac is. He's anywhere from being a boy up to the age of about 25 in this story. And here's what it says in verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Now before we go any farther this morning, I want to be very clear that God had no intention of allowing Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. God's never been about human sacrifice. As a matter of fact, the Bible opposes it. This is a test for Abraham. But God was never going to allow Abraham to go through with this. That's not who God is. I can only imagine when Abraham heard these words, how it must have ripped his heart into pieces. Those of you who are parents, know how it feels when you watch your child struggle through something. But to be asked to take the life of your child is unfathomable. It really is. Verse 3, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood, they're here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place that God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar, on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. The angel said, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over. He took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide, or Jehovah Jireh. And to this day, on the mountain of the Lord, it will, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. This is one of seven instances in the Old Testament where the name of the Lord is included with something else. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Ropeka, the Lord who heals you in Exodus 15. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Roy, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Tizdikenu, the Lord our righteousness. And Jehovah Shema, the Lord is present. 
I believe there are two major things in this story that we have to look and take out of it this morning. The first thing is this is a foreshadowing of what's going to come in the future. There isn't a story in the Bible that points to Calvary more than this story right here. God tells Abraham to go to the Mount of Moriah. Moriah actually ends up being where Jerusalem becomes. Moriah is the area in where Calvary is situated. And Abraham takes his son, his only son, and lays him on the altar. Someone once said that Abraham was spared what God the Father wasn't. Think about that with me. Abraham was spared what God the Father wasn't. And what does that mean? Well, Abraham didn't have to watch his son die. God the Father did. Isaac, the only son to Abraham, willingly laid his life down, trusting his father. Jesus, the only Son of God the Father, willingly laid his life down. And then you look at the ram. There's a ram that comes and is stuck, an innocent ram (laughs) that ended up becoming the sacrifice for Isaac. Abraham was spared what God the Father wasn't. There is no story in the Bible that points more to Calvary than Genesis chapter 22. And when I started to think about Abraham and and the the overwhelming principle of this story, the faith that Abraham had to have (laughs) to walk his son, can you imagine the journey where he knows the whole way he's bringing Isaac with him? Now here's what the Bible says in, in Hebrews 11, 17 and 19. It says, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it's through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. So Abraham, if you imagine on this journey, he's taking his son with him, trusting in God, but at the same time, he's he's commanded to kill his son. And even though God was never going to allow it, Abraham didn't know that. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 that Abraham was starting to reason with himself. Well, well we have a powerful God, right? <laughs> so, so God's going to somehow figure this out, even if it means I have to kill Isaac and he's going to raise Isaac back from the dead. But what Abraham misunderstood in this whole thing was it wasn't, that I, Isaac, it wasn't Isaac that God wanted. It was Abraham. It wasn't Isaac that God wanted. It was Abraham. It's amazing when you see in in Hebrews 11 that Abraham thinks someone could come back from death. There's no recorded instance in history up until that point. (coughs) Excuse me. Up until that point of anybody coming back to life from from being dead. Of course, there was no uh, machines that could shock you and bring you back to life. There was no story of Lazarus walking out of the tomb. But yet Abraham believed that God could even raise his dead child Because God had made a promise to Abraham. So as I continue to think of this story, God wanted Abraham. He didn't want Isaac. It was all about Abraham. And then I started to think about my life. See, I I don't believe that our Isaac is necessarily our most precious thing. I think our Isaac is the thing that stands between us and God. 
It doesn't necessarily have to be your, your most prized possession. It could be that hidden sin that you never want to confess. It could be the illness that you've been dealing with for such a long time that you don't want to surrender to the hands of God because it's so much easier to hold it in our hands than to give it away. It's scary when we relinquish control. But as I started to think of how Abraham had to walk his son on this journey, tie his son's hands up and lay him on the altar, the faith that Abraham must have had, I began to think, what's my Isaac? What's your Isaac? See, God says he wants all of us. Not some of us, not half of us, not three quarters of us, not everything but that little hidden sin or, or everything but that sickness that you're dealing through. God wants everything. He wants all of you. We have a short video that we're going to watch. It should be on the desktop there. I believe it gives us a great depiction of what happened. Take a lamb. No, mistress. Isaac, you must trust in God.
Abraham's faith is shown in so many different ways throughout that story. Um, you know, we see that Abraham, when, when he tells his servants, wait here, and we're going to come back. We're going to come back. Right? He got, Abraham knows that God is going to come through. He knows that God is going to come through because God has already come through so many times before. Abraham tells Isaac that the Lord will provide a sacrifice, and the Lord did. It's hard sometimes to trust that the Lord will provide, that the Lord is going to get us out of the valley or the situation that you find yourself in. As we continue on in the story, um, Verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and not withheld your only son, I will surely bless you. Make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Beersheba and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. The Lord comes, he swears by himself because there is none higher than God. The God of angels' armies. The good, good Father. The God who split the Red Sea and has sent his only son to die for you and die for me. What's your Isaac this morning? Somebody once said, it's easy, it's easy to lay down your Ishmael, but it's not easy to lay down your Isaac. It's easy to give away something that doesn't mean tons to you, or you're not holding on to that tight, but it's tough. It's not easy at all to give away your Isaac. I, I'd actually change it just a little bit. I don't think it's easy to give away your Ishmael or your Isaac. <laughs> I don't think it's easy to give away anything. It's tough. It requires surrender. It requires sacrifice. It requires us saying, listen, this isn't about me anymore. It's about what you can do. God, you've done so many amazing things. What about the baby Aaron? That right there is, is a testimony right in front of our eyes. We have Dave, a walking miracle, here in front of our eyes. And whatever you're going through, whatever valley you find yourself in, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's easy to get out of the tunnel. I've talked to many people that have said, I still can't see the light. Sometimes you're in a double tunnel, like on the turnpike on the way to Pittsburgh. You think you're getting out and you're into another one. But God is faithful. That never changes. Jesus is the same when? Yesterday, today, and forever. And the same God that delivered Abraham can deliver you. There's no magic formula. No special words. It requires a surrendering of our hearts. It requires an utter surrendering of our hearts. And that's what we see through all of Genesis chapter 22, is God tells Abraham to give up his one and only son, his most prized possession, the one thing that he just couldn't let go of. And Abraham says, God, you've got me through everything up until this point, and I believe you're going to get me through this. God, no matter what happens, it's me and you. <coughs> Excuse me. I'd like to challenge you this morning to think about what your Isaac is. What is that thing that you don't want to surrender to God? 
What is that thing that you don't want to give to God? Or, or maybe you're lying to yourself and, and you're telling yourself that you're giving it to God, but you're really not. I think we're all guilty of that at times. And to think about what your Isaac is this morning, I believe there are some of you that can right away say, that, that's my Isaac, I know what I'm holding back from God. And there are some people that, that maybe the Lord's bringing some conviction on your heart this morning, listen to him, don't let it go. We love to justify things in our hearts, don't we? To try and say, well, oh, I might have been feeling that way then, but, but I got it now. What is your Isaac this morning? What's that one thing that you're holding back from God? What's that one thing that comes before God in your life? And I ask that you lay it down at the foot of the cross today. Whatever it is, there is no sin too dark for the foot of Calvary. There is no life too far gone for the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There's nobody too sick for God's healing hand. There's no situation too drear for God's powerful feet. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we come before you God, we're here to lay down our Isaacs this morning. God, many times in our lives, and you know this, God, you know the innermost parts of our being, but you know, God, what we're holding on to. God, you know what we don't want to let go of. You know what we don't want to surrender. You know what we're trying to hide. And, and God, nothing can be hidden from you. Jonah tried to run from you, but you can't run from the almighty God. And God, we're here to lay down our Isaacs today. At your feet. Lord, I pray that nobody's able to just brush this off this morning, Father, but, but any any conviction that's brought on the hearts. Father, that it's surrendered to you. Father, help us to have faith like Abraham. It's hard to even be able to begin to try and comprehend the faith that Abraham had. Faith, in, faith to believe in something that had never happened before, but knowing that, God, you are all-powerful, and you are God, and you can do anything beyond our imagination. Father, I pray for, for those this morning who are wrestling with their Isaacs, who are wrestling with that thing that they don't want to surrender, because it's hard to surrender. Father, I pray that you break the chains that hold us back. And that, Lord, we can surrender fully to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
fitting him to sing after a message like that. 373. <coughs> <coughs> All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender Once again, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity we have of gathering together here this morning. We thank you for the message, for the challenge of the message. Now, as we just sing this hymn of, of commitment, Lord, we pray that each one of us might remember what we sang this morning as we go forth this week. Father, we thank you for all you've done for us, for what you will do, and we'll be careful to give you the praise, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, and you are dismissed.
Sing 